Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin' fantasy champs? Oh, my voice cracked. That's not voice cracked. That was like mucus. I was going to say, if that's a voice crack, <laughs> I hope, <laughs> my voice crack I hope nobody lower. heard me the last 10 years. <laughs> Welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me. As always, he's on this side of the screen. I'm looking at him right now. What's going on? Uh, welcome on in. We have a lot to talk about in this episode. Um, we're going to talk about some news surrounding uh, the last couple days and more specifically over the weekend. Um, Twitter mm. was a buzz about uh, a certain NFL quarterback. Really two NFL quarterbacks. That's actually. true. That's fair. So we're going to kind of maybe give you a little bit of an update on 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 both of those guys. Why not? We'll just do talk about both of them. And then we're going to talk about our top five forgotten players of the 2021 fantasy football season. Guys that uh, people are just laying off of and saying, you know, last year they were like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be a top wide receiver. And then they're just forgetting about. It. Or mm-hmm. a guy that finished really high and they're drafting him lower for whatever reason. So um, we'll go through we'll go through those guys, why they might be forgotten, and why you shouldn't forget about them. Um, before we do that, check out our website, Follow us on any social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search us. Just do it. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and like and comment down below. So let's uh let's start with I'm gonna pull up um I'm gonna pull up uh the news source I use that I totally don't have access to anymore. It's no longer Roto World. It's NBC Sports Edge, um, and we're gonna go through some of this information. So I'm gonna we'll, we'll start off with a one Aaron Rodgers. Um, so we got today, uh, as in Monday, the day we recorded this podcast, um, some breaking news about Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I just to give you a little timeline, really, really uh, concisely. Um, Rogers ended the season. It got triggered at the management, like he's always been. Mm-hmm. Um, acted like a big baby, and then decided that he wanted out and he wanted to go host Jeopardy. Yep. So he said, "Trade me, or I'm done. Trade me, or I'm going to retire." Um, and I got up until last week, I was getting, I was getting reports. Um, from sources like legit sources that were saying that Adam Schefter, I mean, um, wow, that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire. And you I were heard, getting sources like you were Aaron, I mean, Adam Schefter. Yeah, my, I was getting Adam Schefter's sources. <laughs> that the way you worded it, that's what it sounded Adam like. Adam Schefter saying. was my source. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was uh, there were people who work for ESPN and right. other locations that were saying that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire literally this week. Um. And that, I guess, from what I've heard, is it wasn't that Rodgers all along was going to play for Green Bay. I guess up until, like, last week when Rodgers and Adams posted that picture of the last dance or whatever, uh, there was a... Rodgers was definitely not going to play for Green Bay and that he did not want to play for Green Bay. So there's... Let's not think that he all along wanted to play for Green Bay. I don't know what changed his mind. It's mm-hmm. probably Adams being like, please don't leave me here in hell. Yeah, and it's also it's not like a long term thing. It's like a compromise. Yeah. So 
Adam Schefter reported the Packers uh, are expected to restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract to address his grievances with the team while setting up his departure from Green Bay after the season. So essentially, they restructured the deal for the deal to void at the end of this season, um, and they packed it with a ton of incentives. So if he does well, he gets paid. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as far as what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table, he's going to play for the Green Bay Packers this year. So it's good for your fantasy team. Um, it makes uh, it makes uh, Devontae Changes. Adams, yes, yeah, uh, probably the wide receiver one. <clears throat> I'm not gonna say probably, definitely the wide receiver one. Mm. Um, I have him. I'm probably. Do you have him ranked one? Yeah, with oh, Rogers. Yeah. yeah, so I have yep. him ranked one as well. Um, he's gonna get ca- targeted 175 times. Guys like Amari Rogers, uh, is that his name? Amari Rogers. Yep. Guys like Amari Rogers, who people really like right now, um, that they drafted. In the third, fourth round, I, I can't remember what round he was drafted in, but um, probably going to be the second wide receiver. And guys like Bob Tanyan uh, are mm-hmm. definitely getting an upgrade on this. Um, if you are in, if you're in drafts and you can get Bob Tanyan in the tenth, eleventh round, like that's robbery at this point. Yep. He was what what tight end four, tight end three last year. Um, I, be- I believe he was tight end four. Yeah. So yeah, I think with Rogers, obvious, and and that doesn't even like. Does this make you feel any different way about? Um, Aaron Jones, yeah, he probably get, gets bumped up a few spots because um, with Aaron Jones, his, his ability in the passing game is one of his keys. So I think he would move up from probably like twelve or thirteen to maybe like eight on my running back rankings. Yeah, um, like I was looking at some today, and he's already moved up to, from where from where he was, but he's still nine. Mm-hmm. He's below like John, and this is PPR on fans pros. He's below Jonathan Taylor. And, Austin Eckler and Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, I think there's an argument to be made where he could be higher than some of those guys. So yeah, okay. With Rogers, man, and there's also a report, um, and this doesn't really have much to do fantasy wise, but one of the things that Rogers is like demanding in order for him to play in Green Bay is for them to trade for Randall Cobb to come back. Apparently, <laughs> okay. I know, pretty random. But they, he, okay. a trade should happen soon, is what was reported. Oh, okay. So Randall Cobb is going to Green Bay. Yeah, he wants Cobb back. Weird. He wants his buddy, I guess. I don't know. Does yeah. that hurt Amari Rodgers? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Kind of plays when that's a request from the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. So, well, I mean, we'll see how it affects Amari Rodgers. I mean, he does throw it six hundred times a season, so. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Actually, he hasn't been. Yeah, that's fair. Ever since AJ Dillon's been here. <laughs> AJ Dillon, yikes, bro. Um, all right. So then, the uh, do you have anything else on Rogers? No, no. The other news that we got, obviously, uh, so Deshaun Watson over the last week, a lot of reports. I did see just see a report as well pertaining to Deshaun Watson that more people are filing stuff against him. I'm, I'll pull that up <sighs> on Twitter. Really, um, I I don't understand. I, I I and the NFL still hasn't done anything, and I'm like, kind of surprised, to be honest with you. But anyway, um, so Deshaun Watson is expected to report to Texans training camp, so he's gonna show up. If he does not show up, he's gonna get paid, fined fifty thousand dollars. Uh, I think it's a week or a day. I can't remember. Um, which is quite a lot of money. So he's making a financial move for himself, uh, to not hold out. Mm-hmm. Um. If he reports, he's still the trade request is still active. But if he reports and he like 
all that stuff, like he's going to play this year for the Texans. Um, that would be my guess. But it says that uh, right now the Texans are still seeking three first-round picks in exchange for the quarterback. Um, right. They're starting to realize, I think, that they need to trade Deshaun Watson. Um, but I would. He, I would just take the best offer right now. What are the chances? Uh, what are the chances that he plays for Houston the entire season this year? Oh, I think it's very low, <clears throat> extremely low. Because for one, he he still wants that trade request, and that's still happening. But number two is the right now. I believe the accusers. This is from a tweet. There's been fifth. It, the accusers for Deshaun Watson is up to 24 women now mm-hmm. and 10 of them filed complaints recently. Yeah. <laughs> so like the number is getting higher. Like, I don't think he even like, even if he gets traded, I could see him getting suspended for a long time. And once more like information comes out with Deshaun Watson, as time goes on, like mm-hmm. it could get even worse. Um, I mean, the guy, the guy is 25 years old. How many, how many women could he have like, like we're talking I mean, about serial sexual assault at this point. <laughs> he's got to be a maniac. I don't know. We don't but like, like this. How did he even have time to do that at this point? I mean, I don't know. Like, I oh, feel like I mean, you are just I, in college. Yeah, that's fair. And then the NFL, like, I mean, but we don't know. Like, nobody knows anything. It feels like right yeah. now. With this it feels like people so. are just accusing him and not really backing it up with any kind of real substantial evidence. But I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, I feel like, you know, and Watson is going to continue being like a, what, a 10th, 11th round pick. Uh, yeah. Until, but why would a team trade for Deshaun Watson right now? At this point, I don't think yeah. an NFL team is going to trade for That's him. That's what I'm saying. So I think if they if he doesn't get suspended, he's going to end up playing in Houston. Okay. This year. And and then they'll figure out the rest of the stuff going later, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I, I mean, obviously it affects, it affects a lot on the Houston Texans in terms of efficiency and production. If they, um, of course. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but if they do trade him, mm-hmm. the team that has been linked to him most, which I don't get, and you're probably going to hate this is the Eagles. Yeah. I've heard that. And the, the, the quarterback that would go along on the other side would be Jalen Hurts. Correct. Uh, that I don't know. But most likely, it makes sense. Yeah, I, if they were that's what I heard, it. is that they would give up picks and then get Jalen Hurts in return. Hmm. So It's like multiple first-round picks and Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if he... I don't know if he goes, I mean, to be honest with you, if he doesn't get suspended and he plays the whole season and he goes to the Eagles, uh, that's a pretty good spot for him. I mean, I guess. I still think they're kind of... They kind of suck. Like it's not like too different than Houston. Listen, be a little fair. I think he should go to Denver, and I'm not oh, just saying that because I own Jared Judy. I don't think he has a choice. No, but I mean Denver. Like if he clearly went to Denver, because he hasn't been able to be traded yet. That team is a quarterback away. Like their defense looks good now on paper. Yeah, they they have so many weapons. Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton. Mm-hmm. They drafted Javante Williams. They have a decent offense. They just need a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. It's still a little bit questionable, but I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable drafting him in like the 10th, 11th round. Mm-hmm. Uh, drafting him in the 10th, 11th round because uh, I feel like even though there's uncertainty, if he does play, he's like a top five quarterback. Yeah, that's true. And it's a lock. 
and it's starting to look more and more like he might play. And I don't know why the NFL, like, they claim they're investigating, but, like, when are you going to make a decision here? Like, two weeks before the season starts? You know. Yeah. So, anyway, um, there is your little quarterback update uh, for the people that are requesting trades. Russell Wilson, by the way, if you didn't know this already, uh, is, is going to play for the Seattle Seahawks. So, all those trade rumors, false. Right. For, what was it, about three weeks? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if it's necessarily false. It was just like he – it's something to, to watch over the next like year is yeah, what I would that's say. that's fair. Well, I think I think he wants to see how much power stuff. he has through the situations with Aaron Rodgers and yeah. Deshaun Watson and see if they actually were able to get out of their situations and maybe he would be able to too um, if he made enough noise. But I, I don't it's, think that's going right. to Right. It, it sounds like the stuff with Russell Wilson is um, – kind of similar to the stuff with Aaron Rodgers where he's just like, he doesn't love management and uh, doesn't quite know like what they're doing for him. I think it's more like play calling than anything else. Well, that too, but, I mean, but uh, anyway, so let's talk about, let's talk about our forgotten players, forgotten players. As I said earlier, um, these are players that are starting to get faded on after having really great years for whatever reason. Um, and we're going to talk about maybe some of the reasons why the player would be in that position and I guess where they're going off the board and why you should not fade on them or not forget about them. Mm. So let's start off with the number one guy who is David Montgomery. I don't want to spend a long time on each guy because we only have about 10 to 12 minutes left. I'm going to say 10 to 12. Okay. So anyway, so for me, David Montgomery right now, he's the RB 16. Um, going off the board, which uh, in case you didn't notice, go type in fantasy pros and go to the research tab and click uh, fantasy points or something like that and find out where David Montgomery finished last year. It was the RB4. So where between him finishing as the RB4 and uh, August of 2021 or end of July 2021, did David Montgomery go from four or top five running back to RB16 going off the board in the fourth, fifth round? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with maybe Cohen coming back. Um, they're not being a elite quarterback starting unless Justin Fields wins the job. And I don't even know if Justin Fields rookie quarterback can be elite. Um, right. So the, the questions surrounding that, but I, I don't like, do you think that, that Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles are better than Andy Dalton and Justin Fields? Like I, no, not really. No, they're so, not. No. So, like, I just I don't think that's a valid argument, but I think it's mostly because Cohen's coming back, and a lot of people are concerned about Cohen taking workload from David Montgomery. Um, and I'm here to tell you that's not going to happen. Um, only because Cohen does not play in the backfield in the same capacity that David Montgomery does. There are some NFL teams that run like. Like, for example, in Jacksonville, right? They might run James Conner, the first, uh, not James Conner, uh, James Robinson, the first two downs, right? Uh, and then they'll run Travis Etienne on third down, and he'll be a pass catching back out of the backfield, but he'll play the third down role. Tariq Cohen is not a first, second, or third down back. He's literally a gadget player that they stick in there, like, literally, maybe on like, two running back formations where they have a quarterback and then two running backs right next to him. Right. And then they put him right. in the slot. So it's like, 
I look at Tariq Cohen, and he literally his target share is in no way connected to David Montgomery's target share. So for me, that's not going to affect it. The only thing that I could see, like people's arguments all the time are, you know, David Montgomery was only good for five weeks during the season last year. Well, what if those five weeks were enough for him to break out mm-hmm. and, and give him the confidence that he needs on the pro level to be able to be a really great running back in the NFL and be that Kinda top like five, Derrick six, Henry or seven? Right, exactly. Where people are like, oh, it was just the schedule, and now Derrick Henry is a top five running back in the NFL, and everyone faded him. Was he a third-round pick the year after he had those great performances? Yeah. So it's like David Montgomery, RB16 right now, totally forgotten about. And I've been snatching him in every single one of my my redraft leagues, or at least trying to, because I believe this guy is better than the (sighs) RB16, and I think he's definitely going to finish at minimum in the top 12. I love your David Montgomery takes. Is it because I, I put the rosy the sunglasses on and I'm like, David, I love you all along. <laughs> um, yeah, just to kind of play a little bit of devil's advocate, and I think the reason he's getting drafted that low. I need it. Um, I have to just because of you. <laughs> um, is he, he Like you said, he was a beast. It was yeah. actually, I think, one, two, three. It was the last six games of the season last year. Yeah. Um, where he was on pace for like 19 touchdowns and like these ridiculous numbers. Yeah. But if you remember, he did have, I believe it was the easiest schedule among running backs during that stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, he did. He, I mean, just just because you have an easy schedule, you still have to perform. Mm-hmm. And he did perform and he played very well. But in the first nine weeks of the season, so before that crazy stretch. Yeah, he was not good. Um, not good. Yeah, he was RB14, which is okay. But in points per game, he was RB28. Um, so he, (laughs) so he was, you know, it's, it's obviously it wasn't great. Um, but you could make the argument that they did kind of flip a switch with him. And it wasn't like he wasn't getting work through those weeks. It was more just, he had one touchdown total. Uh, well, he had two, one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Um, whereas on the other, he was getting like, yeah, he was getting 10 to 21 carries a game between that stretch. So he was still getting used. Um, he's getting a few catches. Yeah. And even when did Tariq Cohen get injured? Do you remember? It was like uh, early in the season, like we, w- the first four weeks. It might even be okay. one. Cause I, well, so then that would <laughs> go against my argument, but cause those first few weeks, he had three targets a game, but he, he still had like six, one week, eight, another five, five, five. Um, and in three that targets last, a game last... is even good over 16 weeks. That's, a lot of target share for a running quick back. math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's it's good enough for for running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that final stretch, like it wasn't like he was getting ten mm-hmm. targets a game. He was getting six, four, two, yeah, nine. Right. So it was more just what he was doing on the ground. Um, so I do think he's getting a little undervalued. Um, for where he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously you're the ultimate David Montgomery fan guy. That's fair. Everybody has their guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, so I mean, if you can, if you could snag him, I don't know if you disagree with this, but if you can snag him in leagues, just go and get him. No, I, I yeah, I'm no, I don't, find, I don't disagree. Uh, I'm trying to where find he's going really quickly. The strength of schedule for this guy, seventh easiest strength of schedule. So not only do these people come out and say like, oh, he had an easy schedule. Well, he has an easy schedule again, fellas. If I'm oh. sitting on the board with Chris Carson or David Montgomery, I'll probably take David Montgomery. Yeah, either one is fine. Either one is fine. Like if you want either yeah. either guy. Like you, you should be happy with, but like, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Like if Montgomery's on the board, 
Like, I'm just surprised that he is a third, fourth round pick. Like, that's would you where, take him over Sanders? Uh, I think I already yeah, have the answer. Probably. Yeah, Sanders burned you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. I, I moved past that. What about Dobbins? Yeah, I would take. I would honestly. I'm probably going to rank him ahead of Dobbins. Okay. Um, and Dobbins is going off the board like early second right now. So. Hmm. You know, I did my projections. I only have them. It's literally two fantasy points off from each other. So. Dobbins I wouldn't blame you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I definitely like like I said, it's it's one of those guys that if you're talking about a player that I think is going to finish in the top twelve, and they finish. Are, you know, and they're getting drafted off the board RB sixteen in the fourth round when the top twelve running backs are going off the board in the first and second round. Like a guy who finishes number four overall in fantasy in mm-hmm. multiple formats, uh, I would normally think ends as the top as a top seven eight pick at least. But right now, that's not that's not happening for Monty, and and for whatever reason, it's you know value for the rest of us, I guess. Right. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about the next guy, James Conner. Um, there's a lot of qualms with James Conner, and I totally agree with every single one of them. I do not like James Conner really as a running back. Um, he has not been that good at all oh, since since the the Le'Veon Bell season where he held yeah. out and James Conner was you know the guy. He's just and he looks good guy. then too. I think it's injuries. He's been bad mostly injuries. Um, so you know everyone loves Chase Edmonds. The the camp hype is surrounding Chase Edmonds because you it's know unreal. Cliff Cliff Kingsbury is like, oh my god, I love Edmonds. <sighs> Nothing tells me besides like Cliff Kingsbury lying. Uh, nothing tells me that James Conner is not going to have the possibly the equivalent role to Kenyon Drake mm. uh, that he had last that Kenyon Drake had last year. So if if that is James Conner's role and you're getting him off the board in the 11th round as RB36, like you're talking about absolute stealing in drafts. Like he he's he's talented enough and good enough to be, you know what I mean, a a very good running back in the NFL if he's starting, if he's getting the workload. Um right. and if he can stay healthy, obviously. So uh, right now, his strength of schedule on the season is RB uh, is uh, sixth. I was gonna say RB six, but that's not doesn't make any sense. Um, his strength of schedule on the season ranks as the sixth easiest schedule in fantasy football um, among running backs. So for me, I feel like I feel like if James Conner gets that Kenyon Drake role, even if he gets like a hybrid of that, where he splits carries with Chase Edmonds, because I don't think they brought in James Conner. They physically paid James Conner more money than Chase Edmonds is getting paid. Mm-hmm. to bring him in and why would they do that if they believed in james connor i mean uh, chase edmonds why would they why wouldn't they why wouldn't they just call it a day and have whoever the second string running back at that point back up chase yeah. edmonds and go 100 percent with chase why would they pick up james connor that makes no sense to me so right. at minimum james connor plays the chase edmonds role last year which i you know i don't know where he finished or but there was uh, every 28 there was there was games where he was able to produce in some small mm-hmm. capacity when you're talking about running backs in the 10th 11th round like yeah i would i feel definitely like james Conner is a guy that you should draft there because you're not going to get many running backs that late so um yeah for me i think james Conner as the rb what is it i say rb 36 is ridiculous yeah i mean even if he plays the chase Edmonds role last year and finishes as the rb 28 you did get value for that, but um, yeah. I mean, Connor like only, only six Kenyon, pay, only six running backs higher, but 
Right. But that's, I mean, that's kind of worst case scenario if he's healthy. Right. 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 Best case scenario is he plays the Kenyon Drake role and he finishes the RB 14. Right. So that's a steal. That's an absolute steal. And I'm not, I don't think James Connors finishing as the RB 14. Um, yeah. But he could play in that role and could see a better finish than people think. Yep. Um, and like the running backs at that, when you're picking in like the, what is that, the ninth round? Mm-hmm. Um, 10th round for running backs, you're really just trying to get, um, any kind of production whatsoever. And if you look at the guys that are going around him, like Naheem Hines, Jamal Williams, Devin Singletary, yeah. Tariq Cohen. He's going Zach as a backup. And yeah. I mean, exactly. And I'm taking Connor over all those guys. And like even guys ahead of him, like Zach Moss, like I just said, like I would take James Connor over Zach Moss. Uh, can, would you take James Connor over Kenyon Drake? Yeah. I would too. Um, He's going to probably so it, get more of a, exclusive role than than the other guy would you take him over like any houston running back i know david johnson's going a little higher but... uh yeah, yeah, i feel like the even. houston running backs probably are so i don't want either so i mean i, yeah. I mean i like james connor in the 11th but at his spot right yeah, yeah at his spot but like if it was if they were both like if james connor and what was it david johnson were in the same round i would be mm-hmm. like um neither <laughs> right but um, what about like <laughs> like Gus Edwards or James Conner? Uh, I do like Gus, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Katie McKissick? Say, I'll take James Conner because I think that's more of a ceiling. Latavius Murray? Yeah. I would take Unless you have Kamara. I mean. James Conner. Right. So it feels like Conner is the way to go in, at that spot, and it's pretty good value, and people have yeah. kind of forgotten about him right. and what he can do when he's home. Right. Um, let's talk about the next guy on our list is Amari Cooper, wide receiver sixteen. Now, this is a little bit this is a little bit more difficult to uh justify because, you know, he is still going pretty high. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about a guy that quite legitimately may have finished as like a top five wide receiver with Dak Prescott as quarterback, uh and now he's getting drafted as the wide receiver sixteen, it it just is like People are starting to forget about this guy, and they're and they're starting to do it to the point where, like, and I'm doing this too because I love C.D. Lamb, but they're starting to take C.D. Lamb ahead of Amari Cooper, and I just feel like I feel like Amari Cooper is better than that. Like, if you're taking him in the fifth round, like, I don't know, I've, I that's just people are just starting to slide on him and completely forgetting about him, and I'm not really sure why. There's no real reason behind it other than dak prescott didn't play last year i i really don't because if he played the whole season and amari cooper was top five he would be getting drafted in the second round yeah amari cooper like he he's he's getting undervalued to me because of how good he was with dak like you said um those first four games of the season and i'm not going to include the first one where dak got hurt because mm-hmm. amari cooper was having a bad game and even if we do include that he would be a top 10 guy but without that game so the first four of the season Mm -hmm. Amari Cooper was the wide receiver three, I believe in fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. He was wide receiver. He was tied with Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver two. So he has that sort of upside with Dak. And I don't know if he's going to finish. He would finish as like a top three wide receiver. But I mean, again, his, his paced out numbers last year with Dak, just absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) I know. Absurd. And and then he's getting drafted as the wide receiver 16. I mean, 200 targets, bro. 200 targets. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. 
Yeah, so and in knowing Dallas and how far how much they play from behind, like they're gonna throw it six hundred times. Plus. They throw the ball the most out of probably any team. Yeah, and it's like it for me. I think drafting Amari Cooper wide receiver sixteen, like you could get Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb in the same draft and be okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah. I I just think I think that when you look at Amari Cooper wide receiver sixteen is like stealing. Um, and he's definitely getting forgotten. But don't forget about him because he's freaking good. Yeah. Um, the next guy I'm gonna let Rick ramble on for a little bit because this is a guy. Uh, but DJ Moore, who's going off the board as the wide receiver 23 overall, last couple years he's been perceived as uh, a top 10 wide receiver, hasn't really reached that potential. Um, mm-hmm. And me and Rick are giving him one more season, but explain, Rick. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what it does with Darnold, to be honest. Um, they they have some vacated targets. Obviously, Curtis Samuel's gone. Yeah. Um, I think Terrace Marshall will probably fill that role for the most part, but he is a rookie, so. He might not um, completely fill that role. Last year, DJ Moore was actually pretty good. He only mm-hmm. finished as a wide receiver 22, but that was because he had the, like no touchdowns whatsoever. I believe he had four. Um, yeah, he had four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he played in, in 15 games, so he missed one. So if you give him like seven, eight touchdowns, that would have bumped him to a top 15 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think he can do that this year with Sam Darnold. How many um, touchdowns? He had four. Oh, okay. I thought you said 17. I was like, oh my God, bro. No. No. Um, Yeah, he had four last year, Uh, but he was close. Like, he finishes the wide receiver at 22, um, but he was like 20 fantasy points off from finishing as a top, like, 14 wide receiver. Right. Uh, So you add a couple touchdowns and maybe like three catches, and then boom. So he wasn't far off. It was more just the touchdowns and the look, which he's had a problem his whole career. He has 10 yeah. career touchdowns, which is what some guys do in a season. Right. Um, in three full years, he has two, four, and four. It's because he's played with Cam Newton and then Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and, and if not those two guys, like Will Greer. Yeah, backups, like, right? Yeah, back, career backups. He's never really played with a great quarterback, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying Sam Darnold is, but he could be. Sam Darnold he, is he, he also could be, he could like be just average, which guys, is what he can need. Right. Guys like like Cam and Teddy Bridgewater are not really like I mean Bridgewater kind of is but he blows. Um but he's never really pay, played with a guy who's like a pass first quarterback. Mm. And I think with with Sam Darnold, it really depends on how effective Sam the Darnold is. One who takes is. chances. Right. And is a, is a pass first cuz Teddy Bridgewater's pass first, but he's like he's like an Alex Smith type quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't take many risks. Mm-hmm. So he's more just game manager, control the ball. Yeah, I mean, if, if Darnold if, will throw it down the field, if Darnold Darnold throws it down the field and he does it effectively, you know, DJ Moore. But then there's the other question of, you know, he he played with Robbie Anderson before, so does mm-hmm. does the guy he throw it downfield to? Excuse me, yeah. is that Robbie Anderson or is it DJ Moore? Yeah, that that's a valid concern. I do think Robbie Anderson will still have another good season. Yeah. I think they can both do well, but I, f- I feel like DJ Moore mm-hmm. will be more the guy down the field and Robbie Anderson might be like a security blanket, like a third third and short, you go to Robbie Anderson. Okay. Yeah, I'm just so like in and out on DJ Moore. I mean, it is I a steal. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, I did my what did you say finished wide receiver 22 last year? Mm-hmm. And that was him having a tough season. So like, you know, if he does have a good season with Sam Darnold, like I, I think the lowest he goes is like wide receiver 20. Um, yeah. In terms of 
how many fantasy points he finishes with. Um, so yeah, I think he can finish higher than. Just around where he's going, isn't it? Where is he going? Watch some twenty three. You said yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I think I think that a lot of people are looking at him like kind of writing him off right now because they don't like Sam Darnold, and there's some people who love Darnold, and there's some people who are like Darnold's trash, and that's why they. Yeah, there is very. Yeah. <laughs> it's very polarized, and I feel like for the DJ Moore argument. I think it really ties into that polarization where if you, you don't you like think, Sam Donald, you don't like DJ Moore. And right. if you like Sam Donald, you're gonna like DJ Moore a little bit more. And we're Even a podcast that, that likes Sam Donald a little bit more. So uh, yeah, I've always been a little pro I th- I've always thought his situation was just horrible. And I just I just want right. to see him on another team. Yeah. And I think he I think he has the talent to at least be decent. Yeah. yeah like yeah. an average NFL quarterback, which would be a a good thing for DJ Moore. But even if you're anti Sam Darnold, you think he stinks still. I think you could still look at the bright sides with it where he is an aggressive quarterback and he'll take more shots down the field, which Fair are enough. all good things for DJ Moore. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, get yourself some DJ Moore. Why not? Um, let's talk about the final guy, Tyler Boyd. Um, he's going off the board as a wide receiver 39 right now. So this is a, this is the deepest wide receiver we have on this list. Um, and mainly the the purposes and the reason behind him being that low is because they drafted Jamar Chase and they also have T Higgins there. Both of them are going to be fantastic NFL wide receivers. Um, and basically they bring in, you know, or they have, no, they don't bring in, but they have Tyler Boyd yep. as essentially, or Jamar Chase comes in to play what the AJ green role, essentially pretty much one at least, um, so yeah, anyway, last year you saw three wide receivers on this team. This this offense, by the way, looks very similar to Sean McVay's system, which mm-hmm. is exactly what we talked about a year or two years ago or whatever, uh, when he when uh Sean Mc uh, not Sean McVay. Um what's the what's the head coach's name? Zach Taylor? Yeah, thank you, man. Zach Taylor. <laughs> I totally I, I don't know why I blank out on his name regularly. But anyway, Zach Zach Taylor is literally running a very similar system to Sean McVay, um, one of a couple years ago. Uh, and you saw literally Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, and T. Higgins play. Uh, Tyler Boyd played 15 games, Higgins and Green played 16 games, respectively. Um, Green had 104 targets, T. Higgins had 108 targets, and Tyler Boyd had 110 targets. And Boyd played yeah. in 15 games. So he was kind of at that point pacing out to around 115 to 120 targets on the season. But three players on the team had 100 or more targets. Um, so And and Tyler Boyd was playing the slot, and he had the highest catch percentage on the team with 79 catches. Um, so for me, when I look at Tyler Boyd, I don't think his role really is going to change all that much. He's not going to get more targets, that's for sure. But he's not going to get any less targets. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like you're going to see guys like Jamar Chase come in, and they're going to get around 100, 100 targets. T. Higgins might get you know, 110, 115, maybe 120. Um, but I think Tyler Boyd is definitely going to be that slot receiver. He's going to play inside, and he's going to get a lot of reps. He's the most – I think the 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 I guess the, bet, the biggest veteran presence in the wide receiver core at this point that they have. Um, and I think that he's going to get targeted a lot. Uh, because I think, you know, I, we'll see how Joe Burrow, like last year, it didn't look necessarily like he wanted to sling it down the field very often. Um, but he's a young quarterback and that's what young quarterbacks do in their first year. So, uh, it, but when you talk about how bad the Bengals are too, 
they're going to throw the ball yeah. out. So for me, I think I think when you talk about target share, like it's going to be pretty evenly distributed, and I think Tyler Boyd's going to get a piece of that. But I think he's getting forgotten about because people are excited about T. Higgins. People are excited about Jamar Chase. And to be honest with you, like rookie Jamar Chase, as much as I love him, and and who knows, maybe he'll have a Justin Jefferson like season, but it's more than likely that Tyler Boyd will probably end up with more opportunity, uh, and maybe finish with a better fantasy total than Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase is getting drafted what four rounds ahead of him or three rounds ahead of him? Four, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I would take, I would one hundred percent take Tyler Boyd in the later rounds. Even round five, actually, I think Chase is going in the fit. Nice. <laughs> I was going to tell you this before the show when we were looking at sleeper. I forget why, but um, yeah, Chase, Jamar Chase right now is going ahead of uh, some a lot of a lot of big names. A yeah. Lot of big names. So for me, I think Tyler Boyd definitely a guy that we can uh, we can look at as he's definitely being forgotten about, but he's also a guy you can snag in in your drafts and. Um, and not forget about, uh, because if you get him in the tenth, eleventh round, or wherever he's end up, wherever he ends up going, um, I think that you get a really great value and a guy who I think can be a wide receiver too next season, um, even in the circumstance that he's in. Yeah, I think he's he's very he's a very forgettable player because everybody obviously is hyped about Jamar Chase, right. and then you have the side that are the T Higgins truthers that are mm-hmm. like it's the year two breakout. Here we go. He was great last year. Um, and then Tyler Boyd just sitting in the background, and he's just Mister Consistent. Yeah. Um, with Joe Burrow last year, in this, you, you made all the great points. By the way, first of all, with each guy getting 100 targets, mm-hmm. um, and that that by the way probably would have been higher if Joe Burrow played the whole season. They threw the ball less when Burrow got hurt, obviously because they didn't have the quarterback play. Right. But I could see those guys each getting like around 115 targets. It's kind of like uh, it's the Cowboys of the AFC when it comes to those top three guys, and they're going to throw the ball a mm-hmm. lot. Right. Um, so all three, three of those guys will get their opportunity. And I think Boyd, you know, is quietly just as good as those guys, um, or at least will get just as many targets as those guys, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a little less fantasy points than like a Higgins, for example, because of the yards and they probably touchdowns, but. Boyd will still be consistent and solid last year with Burrow in those first 11 games, I believe 10 games when they, the game that he tore his ACL leading up to that game, uh, Tyler Boyd was wide receiver 17 mm-hmm. ahead of Allen Robinson, ahead of Robbie Anderson, ahead of Amari Cooper, um, ahead of AJ Brown, even. but AJ Brown was injured. He missed two games, yeah. but those are some big names. And he was wide receiver 17. I think that's kind of the area we're looking at and that's mm-hmm. kind of the area i thought boyd would be going like between the wide receiver like 17 and 20 something but not what is it 39 39 yeah that's so ridiculous he should not be going that well yeah and, and we've um, talked about we talked about this on a lot of programs too about how you know the difference between the wide receiver 13 and the wide receiver 24 to 26 is is one or two points off mm-hmm. and so if you're talking about tyler boyd who might finish as the wide receiver 17, 18, 19, that might seem lower, but if he's only like one point off the guy who's wide receiver 13, is it really that big a margin? Um, and, and big a difference on your team. It, it, and it, it becomes one when you draft that wide receiver 16 or 17 at wide receiver 39 in the draft. Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's stealing. I think people are forgetting about how good Tyler Boyd can be. Um, mm-hmm when given the opportunities. Uh, and I think with Joe Burrow too, like, like you said, um, 
great point on Joe Burrow not playing at the end of the season last year, you know, and them not throwing more. Like if he ends up getting 120, 125 targets, I mean that that puts him in the changes everything. Yeah, right. The Bob Woods conversation maybe where he ends up like wide receiver fifteen or so. So um, yeah, I think I think he definitely has value, and I think drafting him in the tenth round is is definitely what you should do. Um, but there you go, forgotten players. 2021 forgotten players Dave Montgomery, James Conner, Mari Cooper, DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd. Thursday, I believe we have uh, our bold predictions episode as we jump into training camp. Thursday, we'll be in the midst of training camp. Can't wait for that episode. See you later, guys. Let's go. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.